Welcome back to the After Office Hours podcast. I apologize for the raspiness of my voice. I caught a cold this week, so I'm still trying to get over that. But this is an MLA formatting Q&A, so hopefully this will be a good resource for you to reference no matter which class you're in um, throughout the semester as you start completing your papers. Some of these questions are class and assignment specific, and I'll make sure I state that before I answer a question. The most are general and apply to everyone using MLA formatting. So these are questions from students that I've gotten either in person in class class or from exit tickets that I've received and responded to on paper. So these should benefit everyone and I'll again make sure that I state if it's for a specific class. So let me start with a few that apply to transferring citations from generators like EasyBib and the library website to your works cited page in a Word document. Question one, does the formatting transfer or do we have to fix it? answer is you have to fix it so citations from the library website especially will copy paste without double spacing hanging indents and sometimes they copy paste with a weird gray highlight and to get rid of that highlight you can usually try to copy paste it without the formatting which is an option on most computers um, so it's important that you know the formatting requirements for citations so that's why i showed you the mla handbook with the al purdue citation generators are great and they save you a lot of time rather than having to manually put all the information together yourself but you do need to double check behind them for formatting and then also the correct information being included in the citation so the next question is what do we do with the hyperlinks MLA does require links for electronic sources, so it's gone back and forth between editions, but we're on MLA 8, and you do have to have links for electronic sources like websites. But you do need to remove the hyperlink, which turns the link blue and allows you to click on it to pull up the website. So to do this on most computers, you can right-click and an option to remove the hyperlink will appear, but if you can't figure it out, just let me know and we'll figure it out together. So that answers that question. So I have a couple more. Um, this first one... Um, it was asked specifically in English 102, where this first series of questions were asked in English 102, but I can modify it to address specific details for each class. So, the first question is, can we use EasyBib always, or is it plagiarism? The answer to that is that you can use EasyBib. It's not plagiarism or any type of cheating, so long as you cite the actual source you use and don't falsify information. The next question is how many essays do we have to write in this class? So specifically for English 102, which is the class in which this question was asked, there are four essays in a poetry project. For English 101 and 103, there are five essays. And if you wanna know the specifics of those essays, you can look back at your syllabus or your course addendum or even your grade tracker worksheet. They're already um, loaded into that. So that's the number of essays. Um, the next question is, how long do we have to work on the essays? Which is a great question. Um, so we're working with a loose schedule, which means you have the basic overview of the entire semester, but you don't have specific dates in order to accommodate when we have to um, spend more time on a, on a topic or when we don't need more time, when everybody mastered the skill and we can move on. So you don't have specific due dates yet, but I'll make sure you get plenty of time to complete your work. But generally, with the multicultural essay for 102 and then also 103, 
um, which is the longest essay, you get about a month for that one. With the other ones, the shorter ones, especially the first couple ones in English 101, like comparison and illustration, ones that really there's not much to them, those you usually get about one to two weeks to do them. So remember, you're only in class two days a week or three days a week if you're in the Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, but you have the whole week um, to fit that into your schedule. So typically, the longer research essay is about a month because I try to start that process as early as we can. Um, but for the shorter essays, one to two weeks usually for that. Okay, so it does depend on the, the length and the assignment of the essay and how much work it involves. But that's the general timeline for those. And then the last question, um, this is about word count for 2300 words, which I've referenced throughout kind of kind of the whole semester so far um each class 101 102 and 103 have essays that fall in that 2300 to 2800 word word count so for 102 and 103 that's the multicultural essay for 101 that's the final research essay so this question says how can i reach 2300 words because word count is a weakness for me I hear that from a lot of students, and I definitely understand that. And so I've developed some resources to try and help you figure out how to produce additional material when you feel like you're stuck and you can't write anymore. So English 101, you already have the Working from a Question Graphic Organizer, which gives you a series of questions to ask about a topic when you're researching that will tell you what to research, that will tell you things that you can add, more supporting paragraphs that you can add. So we've covered that. For 102 and 103, you haven't received this yet. If you're listening to this before class today, um, which I highly doubt that, but um, if you are, um, you will receive that today. Uh, if if not, if you're listening to this after class, then you did receive that. But you're going to get a graphic organizer with also working from a question with the main components of the multicultural essay, all the overlying questions that your analysis and research has to answer. So that should help you with generating content. And as always, you can meet with me one-on-one -on -one and we can look at your draft specifically and figure out how you can expand your thinking. So not something to worry too much about right now. All right, I've got a couple more questions here and I'm just labeling this as a free-for-all because this is just a series of questions about various things that I've pulled together from exit tickets. So the first one says, when writing URLs, is there a wrong way to do it? Does it need the HTTP or www? That is a great question and I actually had to look that up again as well because I couldn't recall it off the top of my head. You just write the www, you don't have to include the HTTP. So that's something to look into also, if you're using a citation generator and making sure that the right thing has copied over. <clears throat> so there's that. The next question here. Um, this is kind of a two-part question. So the first part says, when do I know or when do I have to add information to the citation tool? So this is specifically, I'm, I'm assuming about EasyBib. So if you were my English 102 class especially, we talked about how with EasyBib, you can look up the source that you're using and it'll usually have it on file, but it's typically missing information. So you need to look at the Alperdu or, or the MLA handbook in your textbook to make sure that you've included all the necessary information. So for example, if you're citing a page on a website, you need to look up in the MLA handbook what information it needs. It doesn't need the publication date, doesn't need the publisher, doesn't need the author. 
those kind of things because chances are easy bib is not going to have all of that information you're going to have to input some of it manually and it'll create the citation for you but a lot of students submit incomplete citations because they think that what easy bib has is all the necessary information required so you do need to double check that um, the next part of the question says what kind of sources should i be getting my information from which is also a great question. So in English 103, we've talked about credibility, but for my other two classes, that's upcoming. So let me go ahead and preview that for you. Um, we will talk about how you should find sources from authors who are experts in their field, um, place sources that are located on credible websites, sparingly.com.edu.gov. We'll talk about sources that are timely, published recently, within the last five years or so, with some exceptions, and the sources that have good logic and support. So everything has a little bias, but making sure that everything that is in the source is cited as well with research and logic and things like that. Okay, so there's that one. <clears throat> the next question is... Is there any way to check and see if your citation is correct? So that too is on you. Um, I assume this is to talking about if you're using a citation generator. Um, the Al Purdue or the MLA handbook will tell you if your citation is correct. So if you've perused through that, which you have in class very briefly, you know that it tells you exactly what information needs to be included in a, in a citation for a source, as well as um, gives you an example. So you need to put that responsibility on yourself to check and see if your citation is correct. I can always go through them with you, but ultimately your responsibility. Is there a minimum number of citations required? Yes, each paper assignment will have guidelines for that. Um, for the multicultural essay for 102, the minimum number is five. That's the same for the research essay in English 101. Shorter essays like the cause and effect essay in 101 has a minimum of two, so they vary based on the assignment. So here are my last two questions that I have with me now, and these refer to punctuation and adding and omitting information. So this question says, if MLA format has a lot of websites at the end, do we have to write that at the end of our citation? And how do we know when to stop writing the citation if we get it from any citation site? So MLA does require links. So if a citation format calls for a link, like a page on a website, you'll need to include it. If you use a citation generator, you again will need to double check with MLA guide to make sure that the information is correct, but chances are if there's a link, you'll include the whole thing. And then finally, if a title isn't properly capitalized in a source, do we leave it as is or correct it in the citation? And this is an excellent question. You do correct it, and I'm glad that you noticed um, the person that asked this question and I've had a couple other people notice as well. Many times a generator will put information in all caps or not capitalize it at all, but MLA follows standard capitalization rules. So if you see things that are in all caps or there are no capitalizations at all, I'll add into that italicizing and using quotation marks. Double check that as well. MLA has this thing called a container rule, which tells you when to put stuff in italics versus when to put stuff in quotations. And I'll go over that again in class because I haven't really covered that much yet. But basically, if something is a container, which is a larger source that houses smaller sources, so a website houses its pages, a book chap uh, houses its chapters, and music album houses its songs, so the container is in italics and then the source within the container 
is in quotation marks. So the title of a song is in quotation marks, but the album that it's on is in italics and so on. So that's the container rule. So that's something to keep in mind as well when you're working with formatting from citation generators to your Word document. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I do hope that they are of help to you as you navigate the semester in the class. As always, too, please mention this podcast to your friends, even though it's specific to my classes. They could benefit from something that I have to say and might even suggest something like this to their professors to increase student success in the classroom.